friends, welcome to another episode of the Prickly Cactus Podcast. I'm Quince, joined by Frankie today. Number six, a half dozen. <laughs> it's number seven. Oh shit. <laughs> Leave that in, that's perfect. Thank you, that's good. Number six and a half. Number 6.5. <laughs> I was telling you, I got duped today, yesterday I thought, outside the LCBO. So there was a homeless guy. He always stands outside my neighborhood LCBO and I always give him a couple bucks, whatever I have to spare. And I was like, hey, how you doing? I ask, always ask him how he's doing. And he says, oh, not so good. My cat has a throat infection today. <laughs> and I need, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm taking up this money for antibiotics for my cat. And he didn't have a cat with him. And Where, Where's his cat supposed to be when he's outside on a busy street? That's what I was... I never asked that, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, he doesn't have yeah, a... He, but it could be very well be in, like, wherever it is that he actually stays. Yeah, in, yeah. A, in a park or something. But So I, I gave him 20 bucks. That was very generous. And I hope I hope that his cat was actually sick. I hope he didn't. Well, no matter what it was, whether he needed to, to... I mean, I don't think I'd put it... I don't think I'd blame anybody for having to manipulate a situation in order to get what they need to get, whether it be a meal or drugs. When people are like, oh, why would you give a homeless person money? They're just going to spend it on drugs. It's like, that's what I spend my money on. So <laughs> why, who am I to judge? Yeah, you're, and you have a home. And I have a home. Yeah. I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate. Very fortunate, yeah. Are you getting, uh, do, you get, do you get irritated um, not wearing the mask? Because wearing the mask is fine. But I find with the humidity... And if you don't have a nice silk or cloth mask, the medical grade ones, whatever yeah. whatever material that is, that really bugs my... Uh, the synthetic, yeah. Uh, I don't wear a synthetic mask. I wear the cloth ones and I still find that it definitely... Uh, it's not comfortable to wear all day, that's for sure. You're breathing on your own face all day. Yeah, and you, and you can smell your own breath. That's my... Because like first thing in the morning when I brush my teeth, it's like it's, you think it smells so good. But I, you don't mouthwash, right? And then you put your mask on. You can smell your own breath. You can you can retaste oh, your dinner yeah, from last night. Your, your mouth will always have some level of bacteria in it. So, I mean, it will eventually blow against yeah. your face. But just try to keep on top of it, I guess. Yeah, thanks. Hopefully, we won't have to wear them for too much longer. I've heard talk that uh, once people get the second vaccine, that maybe we won't have to. I know that they've really eased up on it in certain parts of the state. So, we'll see. We'll see how that works. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if they... Uh, Follow suit up here, right? Yeah, yeah. There was something. Uh, there was something. Uh, politi Canadian political. I saw today. Uh, Quebec was trying to do something, trying to make amends to the constitution. Not to. Oh, fuck, Quebec's always fucking not, yeah, trying to do that because they want to separate. But they're trying to change the language laws or something. Did anyone else see that? Or no, I, I didn't. What are they trying to change the language laws to? Did guys? Did you see that? No, sir. No. Oh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I literally just, it was like a quick tidbit, you know, it's like social media. You, you don't get the full article. You just get, yeah. you get through the three, uh, the three talking points, but it was something like they wanted to obviously separate from, separate from the rest of the country. If the current lockdowns uh, continue, I guess, because the, whoever's running the provincial, the Bloc Quebecois, I yeah. guess it would be, they want, they don't align with. Uh, They've wanted to separate for a long time. Yeah. Not a new thing. Right. But no. I thought it was something that um, Trudeau was saying he, they couldn't block the constitution. They can't block if they try to 
leave or try to change something. There's a tiny loophole. I don't. I'm not French Canadian. I don't. I don't know very many <laughs> Do French. Do a little Canadians. Google search and then we can talk some more about it. Yeah. Get your facts together. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Is there something that you'd like to see? Like uh, an independent Quebec, or yeah. I, I feel like they they would have a tough time. Like as an, it's a small. It'd be a small. Like what do they? What do they export? Like a lot of lumber. I know. I know they export. 75% of the world's maple syrup. Yeah, but that's that's seasonal, right? They're not they're not tapping trees all year, no, right? No, that's, that's seasonal, but that's still like that's pretty big. Um yeah, I don't know a lot about that. I don't think I'm educated enough to really have an opinion on on the separation of Quebec from the rest of the country. Yeah. Uh, the the only memories I have of Quebec were going there before I was it's when beautiful. I was when I was 18. Yeah, I mean you go there for school and stuff. Yeah, it's and, beautiful. Um, were the strip getting robbed by a stripper? You? No, no, uh, someone I was with. Someone you were with got robbed by a stripper. They went to the they went to the VIP room. Good for her. Went to the VIP room and then the couple bouncers were there and t- take off your clothes and they took his clothes, his oh, wallet. Oh man, that's pretty unfortunate. Yeah. And we we that was the joke on trip. It's like oh they honey dicked yeah we call it, we called it a honey dick. <laughs> but then he he was he was so embarrassed he didn't want to walk. He didn't want to get a cab. Or he probably couldn't get a cab back to our hotel. Naked? It, Outside, did they like kick him out a back door or something? Yeah, and then he didn't want to get. He probably couldn't get a cab in in his birthday suit. But um, he uh, slept on like a park bench, naked. That's a terrifying story. Funny though. Sh- Funny because it wasn't me. Because right? it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, yeah, I've driven through Quebec quite a few times. Um, cops are, I never got pulled over there, but, um, my, my buddy, my buddy Bennett was go out there. He went on a trip to the fjords, him and him and Jay and a couple other buddies. And, um, they got pulled over by a cop and they saw the Ontario license and the cop like really, uh, gave him gave him the full extent of the law sort of thing with the tickets. Like they, I think they upcharged them or like they don't, they could tell there was some, they could tell there was some hostility because, um. English speak like Ontario and Quebec. Yeah, they're not a big fan of um, of uh, a lot of people. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like in my experience in traveling in any French speaking speaking country, they're a little bit friendlier if you at least try to speak French or if you at least attempt it. And uh, I mean, everybody's different. A lot of places you travel when you try to speak their language, they're like, "No, we'll speak English because we can." Like I found that in Holland. Like I would try to speak Dutch when I was there with my grandmother because she's from Holland, and um, they're just like, "No, we'll speak English with you. Stop butchering our language." Yeah. But uh, I think that there's quite a few uh, French-speaking people who want you to at least put in a little bit of effort, especially in Canada, yeah. which I kind of get. And then the other thing I've heard uh, from a Belgian guy I knew and, and a French person I met overseas. Um, Quebec is a really ugly accent compared to other French people. Like the the Belgians and the and the Parisians don't really like. They think it's kind of like a lazy man's lazy person. It's a different French, that's for sure, and it's definitely a little harsher sounding, I think. But um, there's different dialects all over the place, like any language, right? But they speak French ever, like almost everywhere. Like they speak French in Africa. They speak French in like Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah, yeah, in in um, Haiti. Yep, and in uh, obviously like border uh, countries, uh, there's like a mixture of French and German and French, German, Italian and stuff like that. But um, yeah. Crazy. What's the most 
<clears throat> is English the most spoken language? I would say worldwide English is spoken in every country, I would say, just because we influence them through the media so much and uh, through yeah. pop culture and things like that. Um, and then maybe like Mandarin or Cantonese? Yeah, very much so. I think that they're, they're, spe- they're teaching in a lot of uh, private schools. Private? Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say public, but no. In a lot of private schools, they're um, teaching... Uh, Mandarin is a second language to young kids because it's so uh, I, I think that it's there's just so much dealing with China and business worlds and stuff like that. Yeah, so for sure. um, and it's such a they've got a massive population and lots of people tr- should travel to China. It's pretty amazing. I would say I've never been myself. I'd love to go. Um, yeah, I think that it's definitely a really big worldwide spoken up and coming language. Yeah. Writing it, uh, like, seems like quite the thing, too. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to learn all new, uh, a whole new alphabet and the way to write it and stuff like that. Because they have, like, characters instead of letters. Yeah, they have. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. No. uh, French is a a very different dialect. And, uh, like, the, the words themselves are quite different. In uh, French Canadian versus in Quebecois versus uh, French French. Yeah, but I have I've seen um, I've I've seen videos of they put a not an MRI but they put like a brain sensor on someone when they're learning a new language and it's really cool what receptors light up and it's Mm -hmm. really working your brain. Zach, didn't don't you have a a little bit of German? Didn't you learn some German? Yeah, I lived in Germany for uh, a few months. Um, Studied at university too for a little while. Was that a was that a tough transition? Like, because that's the first language outside of your first language that you tried to learn, right? Um, I learned more in my one year of German in university than I did throughout growing up with French. Really, which is really frustrating. Huh. I love the French language. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a whole new ball game when you when you're in the country and you're speaking on the phone to your some vacuum. Uh, tech guy and you have no idea what's going on because <laughs> it probably feels so fast for you hearing it so fast you have to be an immersed in a language yeah. to really learn it i've Completely. found yeah and language is so awesome but you do need to be sort of submersed in it to really learn it mm-hmm. um i love german my grandfather was fresh off the boat german uh from leipzig and he was yeah and the only two phrases i ever really remember from him were scheiße, which is for the love of god shit and scheiße mit rice which is shit with rice <laughs> shit with rice and he would say those when he was fucking pissed off shit yeah. with rice what shit are you with doing? rice yeah you, you nailed the accent that yeah i love accents <laughs> i try that's for sure Th- that's sweet the accents are, are, are a lot of fun mm-hmm. um but yeah, German's a lot of fun too. There's so much of the English language that is derived from, like kindergarten, and uh, there's all sorts of different words. Gesundheit. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, Quincy. Um, yeah. There's tons of, of English language words that are derived from German and, and Latin and French. But yeah, English is a pretty interesting language. <laughs> it's very difficult to learn English, apparently, it's a more complicated language. Yeah, well, we have a lot of. Um, we have a lot of like there, there, and there, yeah. and a I, lot I don't, of then and then, and I think that it can I've, get pretty. I've been speaking. I've been speaking the language for almost twenty-seven years, and I still struggle still with there, can't there, say and there. Impromptu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I so love I, you for it, though. Any, yeah, any uh, people taking ESL courses, like, don't don't feel bad. I'm I'm still. Yeah, you're made, still. I'm struggling. still working on it here. Um, no, I mean, good for anybody taking ESL classes. Like, good on you for just trying to 
broaden your horizon and learn the language of a new country that uh, you're moving to for sure, whether it be people moving here or, or, or us moving somewhere else. I think that it's really uh, brave yeah. and it's so good for your brain. It's so good for yeah. your brain to learn new languages. It's really great exercise. And then it's crazy to think there's languages that are going extinct that like nomadic people spoke mm -hmm. and just not enough people are being taught it or, and that's kind of, that's kind of, it's kind of a bummer. Out. Yeah. It's up to, uh, just to, I mean, to people to keep that alive and in, and in writing and stuff like that for sure. I yeah. Can't, I, I would I, imagine I, it's pretty upsetting. Yeah. I think that would be like me, like, uh, is it anthropologists that would go and study other cultures? Is that the right term? Mm hmm. Yeah. So I feel like if you're an anthropologist, hey, go out there. There's people who just study language and dialects and stuff like that, not even just anthropologists. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, language is fucking awesome. Uh, travel itself is just really awesome and uh, very highly recommended. Speaking of language, what's your love language? Do you know what your love language oh, is? Oh, what are they? I don't know. Somebody asked me that not too long ago. Do you guys know? I do not know Frankie's love language. No, do you know? Do you know? Do you know love language? Like, the, yeah. the, I haven't read the book yet, but uh, I know the. You can look it up. Hold on. So, is it kind of is it kind of like a horoscope type thing? No, I wouldn't say that it was a horoscope type thing. I think that it's like everybody has different. It's the five love language. It's like um, how you express your love and commitment and how it's expressed to you, how you expect it to be expressed to you. Like whether people are more physical, if people need like. Um, a, a conversation, a good people, conversation. That's yeah, what I mean. if, yeah, there's like a whole bunch of them. Oh, fuck. What are they? Um, do you want to take 15 minutes and let Q do the test and then we can talk about it after? <laughs> so the five ways to express and experience love are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Receiving gifts, that's that'd be my sister. She'd be receiving gifts. That would be her love language. As in like she enjoys gifts? Yeah. I don't know who doesn't enjoy gifts. I'm more of a card guy. You like you like that a card? Count. That would count. Yeah. yeah, you never open your gift without reading a card first on yeah. it. Yeah, and I I, I expect the Nana card with the gift. Nana would be so unimpressed with you. <laughs> She'd slap the back of your hand. Well, pa Papa always writes dope poems in in my birthday cards That's and so Christmas sweet. cards. Yeah. I dope can't, poems. Dope poems. Yeah. <laughs> slam poetry. Imagine you just doing slam poetry. Grandson, grandson, drum set. He's wearing a dashiki. <laughs> a dashiki. What's a dashiki like? A a gown? Like that African sort of garb that, uh, like a be like very beautiful, colorful shirts. But when white people wear them, it's that's what you would call cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, yeah. nothing worse than. Well, is 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 white people with dreadlocks cultural appropriation? Sure is. Yeah, and the reason behind that is because um, there's so much. Uh, there's so many places where black people aren't allowed to wear their hair like that, whether it be in schools or in certain jobs and it's deemed as unprofessional. And so for white people to be able to just go ahead and do it and to get away with it, they don't even see uh, what sort of the issues are for people who aren't allowed to wear their hair like that on a day to day basis and who get in trouble for it and who are looked down upon for it and stuff like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I just know it's, it's a quite the process growing it dreadlocks is. don't you have to dry the hair out and i don't know i have no interest in it every time yeah. i get a dreadlock i brush it out <laughs> i i think i could rock dreadlocks <laughs> 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 Q, 
he would have like he would have like George Costanza like long ones yeah. on the side around your ears yeah. and then bald on top. Just clean on top. It's yeah. like the only time any white person should be allowed to do it is if they've got like a, a bald spot like that. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man, it's a good time. Yeah, no, uh love languages though, I I would say definitely words of affirmation, uh quality time and physical touch for sure. Yeah, I feel like everyone would be physical touch. Some people don't. Some people don't get turned on by well, physical some, touch. Well, I mean, there's lots of people who are asexual and who ah, good one. who yeah. uh, also like that's not something that's super important to them. They're more about intimacy uh, and intimacy in other ways. I would assume it's not intimacy; it's into me. I see. Oh, <laughs> the love guru. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Everybody's what's, different. What's the other one? Because there's asexual and there's involuntary voluntarily celibate involuntarily yeah an involuntary celibate different than asexual there's right? also voluntary celibates yeah. people who are uh, more on the asexual side of things uh, but an involuntary celibate is somebody who who i guess can't get laid um but there's a very dangerous side to the world of involuntary celibates meaning Meaning a lot of them blame women for their incapability of getting laid, whether it be because they're socially awkward or like be because they're maybe aggressive or women find them uh, not to their taste. There's the whole idea. I've heard girls say, like, you're not an involuntary celibate. You have champagne taste on a beer budget. Ah, uh, good one. Good one. <laughs> it's um, like the guy on your mom's house, uh, the the one episode we watched. He's that Persian guy in the wife beater and in, in like a oh, in his car. Oh, God, yeah. And he's saying some stupid stuff. He's talking about stuff. beta and alpha. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, we're not getting into like. Yeah, oh, no, but so that's stupid. that would be an example. That would be an example of uh, champagne. Champagne taste on a on a piss water budget? No, because I think that like there's probably men who who are really aggressive and really sort of internally ugly who can still find women to sleep with them. There's always going to be some way to do that, but I don't know. Like there's all sorts of danger if you look on those like in um, in cell chat rooms and stuff like that. There's a lot of talk about intentionally making women afraid and and uh getting a, a thrill out of that and like that's, that's sort of one that's of those, a red flag that's a oh. there's a tipping point right i think that a lot of people start off when uh, i think a lot of people who actually end up attacking women start off uh with small potatoes start off like doing things like following women and trying to make them afraid and then you graduate right like you go uh, you take it a little bit further because the thrills it's like you in porn like the thrill's gone yeah. as you graduate and you get more and more intense like it's sort of the same thing i think for for good good analogy uh for incels but i mean everybody's different right you can't put everybody in the same box so. yeah yeah tough yeah you can't group you can't group everyone um, together like that for sure yeah but anyway, we're talking about love languages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then incels, yeah. And then back to love languages, yeah. No, uh, words of affirmation would be like like compliment, giving compliments. Compliments, like you're doing great or you look great. I like your hair today. I love you. Um, yeah, I thought of you. Thinking of you. Yeah. Miss you. Miss you. I miss you all the miss time. Miss you. <laughs> miss you. want to kiss you. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Quincy, what, uh, what are your love languages? Talk about it. I think it would be <clears throat> definitely words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Do you want to read them to you again? Yeah. Quality. Slow, slow. <laughs> Slowly. 
I don't have a very sexual voice. Uh, words Justin, of can, Justin can do it. Or Zach. <laughs> Quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Acts of service. Like, that's not a sexual thing. That's like literally acts of service. Good, like, oh, I made you deeds. dinner. I went out and got you your favorite meal tonight. I, I picked you up a book because I thought that you would like this. I mean, that's obviously uh, in the same realm as gifts uh, as but, well. But, but it goes beyond it because it's like... Like giving a back rub or yeah, I'm not a just, part of physical touch as well, but still. I'm not just giving you a gift because it's an occasion. I am I thought of you yeah, and I went out of my way to like get this. you this. That's, yeah. that's a deep one. That's, a, mm. that's like soulmate type stuff, I feel like, if you're doing that for someone. Yeah, it would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, so I was, I had a bit, yeah, because you're, you're single. Uh, you're a single gal. Sure am. And uh, you, you know Tom Green, the comedian? Yeah, I love Tom Green. So you seen, seen Freddie Got Fingered? <laughs> Daddy, would you like some, some sausage? sausage? Yeah. So I was, I was going to make, like we could do like a parody, uh, Get Frankie Fingered. That could be the new <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's a good bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, because you said, but you're like, oh, I'm going to put posters up around Hamilton. Yeah. We'll get a web page out. Yeah. We can start FaceTiming people on the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I'm in. We can do our own version of COVID Bachelor. We can FaceTime fucking weirdos. We'll put like a, we'll put like a poster up and they can have tickets with numbers and they can call in and say, yeah. I think that I'd be really good for Frankie. Here's why. And then we can just yeah. put the most ridiculous people and, then, and have them on the show. And they, But it won't be like a, it won't be like a Tinder bio. They got to be in depth. They got to do like 200 words on why they'd be a good match for Frankie. And they'd have to go in detail about themselves. Yeah. And then you'd have to pick through all these. I'm in. I think that could be some good entertainment. That could help me kill kill a week, crush a couple days, <laughs> crush a couple days. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. And who knows? Maybe I'll find true love. Yeah, maybe you never yeah, know. Anything's possible. Summer of self love and violence. Let's fucking yeah, go. There you go. Yeah, just no, just a thought ahead. But Tom Green's an interesting guy. He uh, he went cross this. He went cross country in a in a van there uh, a few months ago. Oh, recently. Yeah, with his with his uh, just with his doggo and his camera. He's a very interesting person. I think he's quite uh, intelligent, even though you wouldn't really see it from his <laughs> the people that he uh, portrays in his comedy. But he's a very smart person, it seems. Yeah, he's he's kind of uh, yeah he's he's very introspective. I love when he and Drew Barrymore were together. What a dream couple. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. I liked her in ET. Remember, she was in ET. Yeah, she was a a bubby. She was a wee a wee baby there. A bubby. A bubby. She's a wee bubby. Um, she yeah, she was really young there. I love her in oh, she's been in a lot of good stuff. Riding in cars with boys. Um, Charlie's Angels is always a good time. Good morning, Angels. <laughs> good morning, Charlie. Oh like that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Cam so Cameron Diaz is Charlie's Angels. Yeah, Lucy same, Lou. Same birthday as me. Oh, look at that. Big birthday guy. I'm a big, <laughs> a big yeah, birthday, I'm a big birthday guy. guy. It's one of his love, love languages. He, <laughs> yeah, he needs people to remember it. Remembering birthdays might be, if that's a, if we can add that, if we can email them. Because I'm pretty, I'm really good with remembering birthdays. When's mine? Uh, uh, December 10th. First. Yeah, you got it on the second Holy try. Shit. There you go. Good on ya. March 31st is Zach. Oh, Jay. I, uh, May... May twenty first. Wow. Really? That's fuck. May twenty first. That's that's Friday. That's Friday. Yeah, oh, what are you doing for your birthday, bud? Yeah. Nope. Nothing. Okay. No. 
Get drink, drinking, I hope. Yeah. Guess, I guess we'll find yeah. out. <laughs> it's a surprise. Yeah, yeah. We'll find Sweet. out off air. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when, when for you, Frank, do birthdays, are they always really meaningful? Do you always get excited about them? I think I get excited about birthdays. I, um, my birthday's always in the winter time. So, and it's so close to Christmas that it's kind of like, ah, whatever. It It'd be nice if it was kind of spaced out. I did love when I lived in New Zealand having my birthday, uh, in December because it's opposite season. So it was like the first time in my life that I actually got to be on the beach for my birthday and like have a barbecue and party in the sun and it was summer. So that was really nice. Um, yeah, yeah I like my birthdays. I do. Um, I don't really give a shit about gifts, but it's just nice to go out and have like a nice meal and yeah, enjoying uh, enjoying the company, enjoying yeah. the company, good company for sure. My mom's always throwing me really wicked uh, family birthday parties with like all my aunties and and family over and stuff, which has always been really nice. Aunties, um, all my aunties. I yeah, I don't really have a lot of biological aunts. I mean, n- none of my aunts are biological because my mom's the only biological child out of five. Most yes, of them are all adopted, but um, the the family that she grew up with, she's not very close with siblings wise. So I've always had like my mom's best friends as sort of my aunts growing up, and uh, I call them my aunties, and they're uh, absolutely phenomenal women. Um, so yeah, they've always been around for that. Definitely had a lot to do with shaping me uh, into the woman that I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you can so you can blame them for that. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, man, family. I love. I love a good chosen family. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> chosen family. Yeah, definitely. Because oh, you can't choose your family. You can choose your family. You can fucking disown all those fuckers and make your own up as you go along for <laughs> sure. I I I recommend it. Sometimes families shit. And if you can find people who you really love and who you know care about you and like I've got great girlfriends who I consider family and like my parents consider them family and family. I think you very much can choose who your family is. Yeah. If, if there's people in your life who uh, aren't necessarily who I think maybe aren't good for you or aren't um, pulling their weight, I guess you you could say. I think that you're very welcome to uh, offload any toxic baggage in that respect and, and, and make your own family. Especially when you travel a lot. Like, I've got family all over the world, uh, people that I consider family all over the world who I still am way closer with than my actual cousins and, and, yeah. and aunts and uncles, for sure. I'm I'm pretty close with my cousins. You're very close with your cousins, and I'm so fucking jealous of it. I worry that if... Uh, I really worry about um, if if my aunts and uncles and, and my parents were to die, like, I wouldn't have any connection with my cousins because like, we never talk, especially because of COVID. Like, it, I haven't seen them in years. Was it a geography thing? Like, you guys lived far apart? No, nah, man. My fucking cousins live in Guelph, like Kitchener, Waterloo. I oh, can go out there anytime I want. I just, just we're never, not very, we're just not very close. Like yeah. we don't have anything really in common. And uh, well, Zach, what says you to that? Why were why did we why were we so close growing up? Was it just our parents? Um, like your your mom and my dad just both had a vested interest in to share their kids with each other, like and grow up together. Do you think? I think your parents just wanted to get rid of you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Aww. That does make sense. There's a lot of they're like, go jerk off in someone else's house. Okay, uh, I wasn't jerking off at like seven and eight when I was doing lots of sleepovers um, in the crawl space at Zach's place. All right, won't believe it. Forestwood, uh, no, uh, on a, at his uh, childhood home. Mm-hmm. Big backyard, biggest backyard I've ever seen. Is Zach at that house? 
Yeah, it was the end of a court, so we had this trapezoid shape. Wow, yeah, the, nice. Yeah. We could play because we were- A nice little cul-de-sac. Exactly. Beauty. It, it was, uh, we were big into soccer at the time. Zach played for the the Blueberry Fritters, if I recall. Stop it. Yes, nice. well, well, what remember. a fucking name. <laughs> that is such a great name. And, and yeah, we used to have full length. He had a full length soccer field pretty much in his backyard. That's so amazing. like- as parents, that would be the greatest thing. Just, okay, go play soccer for six hours, then you'll yeah, be all man. tuckered out. I love that. My parents would be like, cool, go come home when the fucking streetlights come on. Fuck off. Get out of the house. Call us when you get to your friend's place. Other than that, don't come home until it's dark. Like, get out. <laughs> yeah. Just play outside. And I lived across the street from a huge public school, and we'd play in the schoolyard, and we had a huge backyard and lots of friends on the street and parks everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to think, all of us as kids grew up with um, these these crazy houses. And then I, all I think is just the real estate market now. It's like mm -hmm. when we have kids, like what are our houses going to be like? Will the, yeah. what is the, will, the, will the bubble burst here for the real estate? I don't know. I don't know. I think that it's going to keep spreading outwards. I think that we're going to keep fucking developing further and further out and up as well. I mean, it is yeah. definitely, I mean, no one's going to have a backyard, but if you want to live in the city of Toronto and downtown and, and, and work down there and have your kids down there, they're going to grow up in, some of them are going to grow up in condos for yes, sure. Definitely. Uh, definitely. It's not a new thing. Urban sprawl. Every, yeah. every, even that used to be smaller cities They're They're um, going they're going up and they're they're urbanizing and yeah. building more. And people are buying them, right? There's demand. Yeah, I think that more small towns are going to start getting bigger as more people feel like, especially during the pandemic, so many people who have been told, like, given the okay to work from home, they're moving into smaller communities. I know that Owen Sound has had a huge influx of uh, young families yeah. moving into it, which is fucking great. Like, great for businesses, great for the economy, great for whatever. Um, and Just not great for first-time uh, home buyers. No, it is for good. down payment wise. It is for people who are moving out there and like um, for people who've been like my my mom's husband lived out in Owen Sound forever and his house is on the market for so long. Like in those small towns, people will put their houses on the market and sometimes they'll be on the house. They'll be on the market for like 10 years before they even yeah. get a bite when it's not a boom yeah, when yeah. it's not a boom. And like now people are like, oh, crap, we can finally sell and, and, and go somewhere else because you don't want to be here where where it's going to get bigger and more bustling. Like, I think there's a lot of people who enjoy this sort of small town feel. So they they want to move out even further. But um it's definitely affordable. I looked at houses in, in Owen Sound, and I think also, uh, like, farmland is super idea. That's what I would buy next, except for a boat. I want a boat. I've decided. Like a know. like a sailboat? No, like a speedboat. A speedboat? Yeah. You're, you're going to crash that thing. Why would I do that? I'm have smarter. You, you're driven a boat? Or are you going to hire I've a captain? I've driven a boat. Yeah, no, we've driven a boat. I had We had boats at my cottage growing up, which we don't have anymore, unfortunately. We had lots of boats at the cottage. Um, but, like, I figured, like, a nice old school speedboat, like a, like, a, like a 60s, 70s orange, like, paint some fucking flames down the what, side, get you, you Pit, Pit Viper to sponsor it. You got to name your boat? Yeah, I don't have a name yet. I'll think of something really cool. Call, call it Co. Just K-O-E. K-O-E? Just Co. <laughs> Why? Co Wetzel. Oh, cute. Uh, yeah, no, I probably won't do that, but I'll think it's something real, like Tammy. Something Tammy. fucking, yeah, something real sick and uh, a little bit white trash. Tammy, I love it. I like I'm that. all over it. Yeah. My buddy, uh, my buddy Mitch lives in Burnaby. He Not allowed to get on without a lit cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Mitch lives in Burnaby. Um, he, he lives on a sailboat just in the, in the port there. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he, uh, he loves it. 
Yeah, man. Uh, my mom was trying to convince my brother to move on to a houseboat because lots of people in Toronto are doing that. Now, all you really have to pay is for Dock the boat fees. and then, yeah, the mooring Marina fees. Marina fees, yeah. Um, but I think that for people who, like young people who can barely afford to live in Toronto, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. I love it. I've been in a houseboat a few times and they're absolutely wonderful. You just have to be comfortable living in a smaller environment, especially if you're with somebody else. I'm sure it could get a little, a little shining-ish. I, I would, the, the best part about having a houseboat for me is anytime, anytime someone enters my home, I could just say, what you doing in my waters? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, an old Greg uh, yeah. Lady Bush, yeah. There you go. That one just went right over your head. Right over my head. Oh, well, I'll wait until I get into your boat and you can tell the whole bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love a good bit. Yeah. We were talking about uh comedians and who's really sort of shaped us. I would I would love I feel like dream and I'm sure that there's so much darkness with it and and so much that you sort of um related. Like, there's just so much you probably have to um forfeit in your life in order to be able to do it, but uh yeah. being a stand-up comedian I think is just such a fucking amazing gig and you have to be so smart and so uh blunt and i mean obviously there's so many different types of uh, styles and types of um stand-up but uh well it's yeah it's, it's interesting because a, a lot of this a lot of the stand-up comedians went before um before covid they had they had their careers right they were they had they were going on tour they were booking shows not all of them had podcasts some of them had podcasts but uh and then once COVID hit, some of them became a little stagnant, right? They didn't have for sure because uh, they're kind of like, like every industry. They're, they're kind of like artists in that way, right? Like they they could just sit at home all day if they don't have shows, and they'll and so if they didn't really keep their brand up and like to find alternative ways to market themselves, whether it be podcasting or live shows, some of them some of them kind of um, fell by the wayside. Fell by the wayside, and then some of them got really better. Like uh, one example would be Andrew Schultz, the guy he. Uh, he did a whole. He did a Netflix special, mm-hmm. all from his like apartment in New York, awesome. just about COVID. Yeah, and he. It's uh. Yeah, there's so much, so much content out there. Like yeah. so many podcasts. So many great comedians on Netflix and Netflix specials and stuff like that. And I mean, that's a great thing about YouTube and <clears throat> um, all the accessibility that you have to all these guys for sure. Yeah, but yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, as far as comedian, like comedian, why comedians that I that uh r- registered with me like influences i would say like for part like i would have to say uh tom segura and bert yeah for two, sure two bears we really cave. bonded on on that and then <clears throat> um anthony jeselnik yeah <laughs> he's he's fucking he's, he's a little darker but he's i really like his stuff yeah i love dark humor that's yeah. my favorite Ke- ken jong doesn't do stand-up much anymore Ken Jong. Yeah, yeah, no, I know who he is. Was he? I know that he did some. I don't know if I've really seen a stand up, but he's so funny yeah. in things like Community and he's the a doctor, Hangover, right? and he's, he's a doctor of Bob's medicine. Burgers. He does a voice on Bob's Burgers. Like he's he's a fabulous comedian. I don't know if I've ever seen a stand up. I'll have to watch. He's on a fucking like he's on a uh, what's it called? It's on. He's on like a fucking show, like America's Got Talent or something. Oh, like that behind now. the ma- the mass singer. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Talk about selling out. Yeah, right. <laughs> everyone, everyone wants, everyone wants to sell out, but then once you sell out, it's like, oh, sold oh, out. Yeah, I guess. Um, but you think they call it selling out? So like, if I ever sell out, 
I don't, I, I'm just going to stop doing what I was doing because I have oh. enough money to stop doing Meg's it. Meg's trying to FaceTime with me. Yeah, you can take it if you want. <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> you said Meg like, MacArthur. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, lots of, like, yeah, so many, so many comedians and it's cool hearing Obviously, hearing people's polished material, but then on the other end, hearing all their uh, people working on stuff, yeah, like hearing, working on bits. Is that's really the great. best part of the podcast because they're they're working on their material and, mm -hmm. and hearing hearing some of the stories. Fuck, some of it's so funny. Like, I love dark humor and 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 self uh, defamating humor, and, self deprecating. Yeah, yeah self deprecating humor and. Uh, yeah, big fan of that. Like, as long as you don't take it too far, really big fan of politically incorrect humor. Especially when yes. people make fun of themselves, obviously. But yeah, there's uh, there's something to be said about dark humor. That's for sure. Yes, big big fan. And the and and the, as far as female comics go, my favorite, who's really good self deprecating, Nikki Glazer's really good self deprecating. Yeah, she's quite good. Um, I definitely uh unfortunately like i don't have a ton of female comedians who i can really list list off the top of my uh head I, i'm a huge fan of chelsea handler she's just such a fucking bitch and i absolutely yeah. adore it she had she's a so, talk show right she had a talk show and chelsea I, lately. yeah she's she's had quite a few talk shows and she's also done a lot of like um shows that are more uh, left-leaning and sort of activist work and talking about things like white privilege and trying to acknowledge her white privilege and trying to figure out how she can do her part to make it, to have these uncomfortable conversations and, yeah. and sort of uh, open up people's minds to what other people are going through. I really uh, think she's quite hilarious and, and quite inspiring. And an another one another one I just thought of, Joan Rivers back in the day had, oh. had a tremendous, oh, she had a bit about, oh, I think it was about telemarketers, telemarketers or pharmaceuticals. Or it was tremendous. It was so funny. Joan Rivers was a genius. She's got an amazing. She had a, an amazing uh, Netflix special uh, about her life. I think it was like a little bit of a, a yeah. documentary. She was really great. But she, I think she cut her teeth in stand up. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and like this wasn't today. She was on the um, Johnny Carson show. Yeah. Johnny, yeah. Yeah. And then she did all like the red carpet interviews. She, Melinda, her her daughter, Melissa. Melissa Rivers and Joan Rivers, they did like uh, red carpet interviews and stuff, but she just had the best dry humor and, and uh, yeah, and, and sat good satirical. Uh, yeah. For oh sure. yeah. And she was just brilliant. Like she was so open about her plastic surgery and she was so good at making fun of herself for it. And just like really, really great. Wanda Sykes is another one. Wanda Sykes Wanda is Sykes. fucking amazing. Miss Pat. Miss Pat's great. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the cabin? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh. I watched the cabin like twice. What um, is, what is, what these white boys want me to do? Bert, I ain't going swimming. <laughs> like he's, she's, Bert's like, yeah, we're going swimming. We're going fly fishing or something. And she was not having it. Uh, yeah, no, I remember. She was like holding on to, who was the, who was the really handsome guy that was in that show? The guy from Community, episode? Joel, Joel, Joel Osmond. Joel McHale. Oh, Joel McHale, Joel, Joel Osmond. Osmond. <laughs> the Sixth Sense. What the fuck? Yeah, Joel McHale. He's very funny as well. Yeah. You talk a lot about a lot, uh, sorry, a lot about Whitney Cummings, and I don't really know a lot about yeah, Whitney I Cummings. Yeah, like, I like her. Yeah, mm -hmm. Whitney. Yeah, Whitney Cummings um, is good. Aliza Scherzinger. Yeah, and Chelsea Peretti as well, who's married to um, uh, Chelsea Peretti. Is she from Brooklyn Nine Nine. She's from Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah. and she's married to Jordan Peele, the Jordan director Peele. of Us and uh, Get Out. Get Key, Out. And Key and like Peele. That. Key and Peele. Yeah, she's uh, she's oh married to him God. in real life, and she's very funny. 
Key and Peele, that that's uh, not even stand up as far as sketch comedy goes. They they were so they're so Key and Peele was so good they like could compete with SNL. They didn't have to go on SNL. SNL sucks. They had their own they had their own uh, sketch comedy show. Key and Peele that was so good. Yeah. Um. When they're when they're uh, they're in an they're in a, it's a yoga it's a yoga class, and it's and it's Key and Peele and it's all it's all white people in the yoga class, <laughs> and then like okay like. Keys, Key goes in as the one black guy in the in the all white yoga class, and then Peel shows up, and it's like, oh, oh, there's only room for one brother in this yoga class. You think you? Can, there's only one of us going to infiltrate this group of white people. <laughs> it's so funny, good, and they eh? do like a little head to head. It's they're that doing show like, is poses. Really smart. Yeah, they're very creative with their uh, with their material for sure. Yeah, no, they're really smart. And uh, what's the other guy's name? What's his name? Something Key. Michael Key. Is that it? Um, he was in that Friends from College show on Netflix, which was Netflix, which was really fucking funny. Yeah, with Kobe Col- Smulders. Yeah, and that was a really, really dark, really funny show. And Fred Savage, right? Fred Savage is the guy from uh, from Austin Powers. Um, with the mole on his face. Hi, Mr. Powers. Mole, 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 mole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's good. And he was also in A Princess Bride as like a six-year-old with Andre the right. Giant. Right, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's such a great movie. Yeah, he he plays he plays the the gay the gay guy in in Friends from College, right? Him him and his uh and his partner. Right. And the, he's trying to write a he's trying to write a, a short stories of novels or something. He's trying to write a mini series of books. Yeah, he's and, trying to write like teen teen literature, like, like teen vampire. sci-fi. Yeah. that's good. That's and then good. he and ten he, out of ten would recommend. He's got writer's block. I'm like, here, let's take some shrooms or something. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, we got it. They have a whiteboard. Is he's that like, what they take or do they take something Or maybe else? it's another hallucinogenic. I don't know. Yeah. But they're going buck wild on the... Yeah. On the f- no, they were doing cocaine, I think. Oh, they were doing Maybe both. I'm wrong. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. That's funny. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fucking, <laughs> fucking shrooms will help with your writer's block. That's for sure. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, you did shrooms uh, the other day. How was that? Last night. Yeah, how was that? That was amazing. Um, yeah, I, I like to dabble in it every now and then. Um, Do you know your your right dose for you? Like, yeah. Yeah, so you, you know how I, to I would say the- everybody should always take a bit, wait an hour and or, or 45 minutes, and then take a little bit more. But definitely always start off small. You can always add more. You can't take away. Uh, Good one, that man. would be my recommendation. So I know what my tolerance is. It's pretty high. I've been doing shrooms since I was like 13, 14. Yeah. And... Um, I would start off with like a stem and a cap, maybe wait 45 minutes to an hour, see how strong they hit, and then go from there, take a little bit more. Do you? Uh, um, we were in Niagara Falls. My girlfriend and I were in the Hilton Hotel in uh, Niagara and took some and walked around by the falls for a long time, which was super fun until it got dark. Because <laughs> yeah. Niagara Falls is a fucking sketchy town at nighttime. Yeah, there's some um, rougher... Uh- Rougher areas. Yeah, we were on like the 41st floor. We just went back to the hotel room and drank some marijuana, uh, like beverages and and got the bubble bath. Yeah. <laughs> we're just laughing for hours. And it's definitely good. That's sweet. Yeah, it's a really laughing good time. For hours, right? Just yeah. laughing for like cry laughing. Laugh like till you I cry. wish that somebody else was there just because like it just felt so stupid but so cathartic. Like it was just nice. It's good. It's definitely 
I, I, I consider it a safer drug that you could do for sure. A lot of people I know take it for depression and, and microdose pretty frequently. And yeah, but in mind microdoses, it does seem like it's it probably on its way to be the next thing that's kind of, uh, legalized. Uh, it's probably, we'll start off cause a lot of people, LSD was created in, in um, use for depression and, and, uh, I believe helping out with psychosis and stuff like that in the sixties. Yeah. Um, then they, so, then they had the, the acid trials. Yeah. And then they went the know, wrong way with it. It's always... Uh, it's like, yeah. come on, we had a good thing going. It's so many things are like that. Uh, somebody's got to fucking ruin it for We had a good else. thing going, man. Yeah. Then he, then he went and did this. Like, yeah, there's so many examples. Um, well, but, there's also a lot of people like in the 60s, like my dad knows a lot of people who took too much acid and never came back. Like uh, mentally. Yeah, never came back. Um wow. And... You can have flashbacks and stuff like that. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know anybody who's had a flashback, but um, uh, yeah, I think that it's definitely, it would be pretty scary. I don't know what it does for... I've taken acid. I don't know what it does for trauma. I think uh, DMT is more for the tra trauma stuff. They're using MDMA for PTSD for soldiers who've uh, come back from uh, being stationed in conflict areas. And yeah. they're using MDMA to help with therapy and stuff like that. And I know that um, hallucinogens are also used for that as well. Like a lot of people go on these like spiritual journeys and take ayahuasca yeah. and take peyote and stuff like that. It's stuff that's been being used by indigenous people for fucking ages. Yeah. It's, to, you're right. Like, that's a thing, right? Like, I've, oh, yeah, because even I was guilty of this. I, I thought DMT was a new, a no, newer discovery. No, no, no. They've been using it for fucking ages. And, uh, yeah, um, it definitely shouldn't be illegal because it's in a lot of ceremonies and stuff like that. And, and they obviously know what they're doing. They've been doing it for so long. Um, yeah, they're, yeah. They they do know what they're doing. But, yeah, um, big fan. I think that when taken in moderation, hallucinogens can be one of the safer things that you can do for sure. And they're a lot of damn yeah. fun. And, yeah, never... Uh, Definitely never a safer route to take if you're dealing with uh, depression. And it can fuck with your serotonin levels. If you take too much and, and your tolerance gets up, then it can definitely mess with your serotonin levels. But like serotonin every, is the chemical that makes, makes you feel happy. Like joy. Um, and I think that that's with any drug though. If you overuse any substance and, and your tolerance gets higher, you have to use more and more and it can also mess with your serotonin levels. But, uh, it's definitely a safer option. I would say than this is me. I'm not a doctor. Do your research, talk to a doctor. I'm not advocating for going off your medication, but I think that for people who have, uh, some mental illnesses, it's probably a safer route than some of the stuff that would be diagnosed. No, but for sure. That's just my opinion. And it, it and definitely like I said, be, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, guys, it'd be a trial and error thing, finding the right dosage and stuff. And some people obviously need antidepressants. So, yeah, I uh, I definitely would recommend talking to somebody who would know more about that. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely on the safer side, drug-wise, than some other things. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, prescription narcotics. <laughs> What's your uh, best drug story? My best drug story? Mm -hmm. uh, well, um, guys, I can't believe we've come this far. Zach's, Zach's digits are healing very well. I forgot to Have I you forgot talked to about it on the uh, show yet? Yeah, we talked about it last week right. in the GoFundMe. Yeah. Um, but no, they're healing really well. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the update? Because uh, uh, listeners know that you had the, you had the surgery. And then can you give us a little update after that with the recovery process? 
Yeah, so it's been, uh, surgery was Saturday. It's now Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> I have to uh, clean it every day with rubbing alcohol uh, and rebandage it up. Uh, I'm able to move my fingers now. I'm just working on. Uh, yeah, working on some uh, flexibility and dexterity That's great. things. I still get shooting pains pretty regularly. Uh, yeah. Is yeah. it like a throbbing pain? Um, How would you describe dabbing? it? Dabbing. The throbbing pain is in the background, but occasionally it's just this shooting pain. I guess the nerves are like freaking out. Yeah. Still. Oh, so that's the nerve. Were you asleep during the surgery? No. So they gave there were it was supposed to be IV sedation, which is uh, a light sleep. Yeah. But no, I stayed awake the whole time. They were pretty. Uh, they were pretty rattled about that. I was just asking questions and things, and they were showing me the wires. And yeah, I stayed awake the whole time. Did they want you to be asleep for it? Yes. Why didn't they better. administer more uh, anesthesia? The anesthesiologist it was only, was it was out. only a four-minute surgery. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, but you didn't feel anything, right? Uh, the pain, no, but I felt... But the, you felt them working the, on it. The drill going in and out. Ah! And, you, and you could yeah. hear it, right? You were yeah. lucid. You could yeah. hear all that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a... That's crazy. Wow. So I'm, I can't, I'm so happy, Zach, that they were able to have success Keep with that. On. Yeah. And yeah, and because uh, yeah, you got. Uh, you didn't I'll, get the dosage right, eh? <laughs> no. Yeah, the anesthesiologist was. It felt nice, though. Oh, like yeah. Those are. That's cozy. a good time. Yeah. yeah. That's a good time. When I had my wisdom teeth out, they gave me like the freezing stuff. And for some reason, like, I don't know what it is. I need a lot more freezing than uh, than some other people. Like, I, I'll still feel it through all of it. My fucking. When I was in New Zealand, I had a, an infected wisdom tooth and they my face was so swollen i had to be on antibiotics Impacted. in order like it had to go um the swelling had to go down in order for her to take it out and i remember when this tiny little orthodontist was trying to rip my wisdom tooth out she couldn't get a good grip on it and she put her knee on my chest for leverage for leverage i swear on my life she put her knee on my chest and was like pulling i was like you can't write this this is amazing, That's amazing. yeah it was very funny and you were with yeah, well, I was awake for I've had I've had uh, two on, me, of my wisdom teeth it. out. I almost had, got it. Yeah, I've had uh, both my upper wisdom teeth out, and I was awake for uh, I was awake for both of them. Yeah, good times. Yeah, that's. I'm glad uh, your fingers are doing better though. That's very that makes me very happy to hear. I know we were you, all yeah. quite worried about it. No, those yeah. pictures were great. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. Those pictures of... were wonderful. I love how on WhatsApp. Um, Photos, if you open up a WhatsApp message, photos automatically save to your camera roll. And I but, did not want to see the uh, pictures of your missing, the, pic, the the picture of your hand with missing fingers. And I was like, okay, I can just skip it and wait until they talk more. And then I won't have to see it. And then I opened up my fucking camera roll and like it was right there. And then the photos of Rick's fingers and shit like that too. I was yeah, like, comparing, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Rick because he was huge with uh, bridging that because he did, he, he did a less severe thing than Zach. Than Zach yeah. But he had the same thing and then... Uh, his his mom being a nurse, she was given, she was given like an update. Um, she to Zach. Like, yeah, yeah, to 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 us. To me, and then yeah. well, I gave I gave them each other's numbers, but she was like, yeah, um, she he, she she said uh, it's good on the <clears throat> on your uh, index finger, Zach. It's better that it was higher than lower because it's oh, harder yeah. harder to reattach all underneath those tendons underneath the knuckle underneath the yeah, yeah I believe or, it yeah even so that did was the ninger ninger did the <laughs> did the finger get cut all the way off? Um, there was still skin attached, but it went like right, through the bone. Yeah, she like bent it and showed me how the bone did you and everything and yeah. how did you do it? 
So uh, I'm a gardener. Uh-huh. Uh, Rosencrow. That's me. Uh, just trimming this really large hedge. I should have had a ladder with me. And you're supposed to have two hands on the hedge trimmer at all times, everybody. Uh, but I was using one hand to kind of work my way into the into the shrub. And when I just brought it down, it came across two of my fingers. And uh, yeah, it was a long day in the hospital. They didn't even administer me any uh, pain meds. I had to, <gasps> yeah, it was... It was quite a day. It and took you were, like seven hours to see anyone to see me. And when it first happened, you must have had such a huge surge of adrenaline. Like it, I, I would assume that it, you wouldn't have felt it as much as you felt it later on. Um, or do, are you right away like, holy fuck, I'm in so much agony? It was not bad pain. I wasn't in too much shock because I was. I had to prepare myself to drive myself to the hospital. Um, you, you took yourself. I was wondering. No, no I, wait. I, 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 I didn't have to. I, I went to the homeowner. He was napping. I didn't think he was home. <sighs> Um, and like I hid my hand behind my back because I didn't know if he would be like faint from the sight of blood or something that Good one. some people do. So yeah. I hid it and didn't want to have to deal with him. Was it, Z, was it squirting blood or was it oozing? Like, was there more than you expected or was it, were you like, Yeah, oh. so it wasn't, uh, bad until I got to the hospital and one of the nurses peeled my original paper towel bandage off. Mm. Bounty? Shout out to Bounty. It, um, opened up an artery. <laughs> And so it's just because like, it was starting to make platelets already and kind of close like a geyser. And so, oh. um, yeah, exactly. So I went through a number of bandages. I had to get keep asking nurses to switch them for me. Because oh, my it's, God. it's just pooling. I'm so happy you got to keep your fingers and, and that you're on the up and up. That's yeah, shout really out, great. Shout out to the surgeon and the team that uh, did that procedure. Which hospital was it? Uh, so I went to Joe Brandt, and after from eleven forty-five till four something, they said you have to go to Milton. Yeah. So uh, my dad drove me to Milton, and then my surgeon, who was yeah, phenomenal, yeah. amazing, great job. So mm -hmm. so that's he was just working in Milton at the time, and yeah yeah he they didn't have him at Joe Brandt. They didn't have a she she sorry she. Yes. Yeah, get it right. Yeah, I didn't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Women can be doctors too. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Um, no, that's great. I'm going to scream man. at you like last time. <laughs> that's great. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. No, I'm so happy it's healing. And everyone is. The pricks are too. I, I was getting messages with uh, sending really you nice. well wishes. Thanks, Q. And yeah, it's it's still it's still funny. Uh, I was thinking like, well, I'll send it. I'll post a picture for an update. But uh, you got wires in the fingers to keep the bone in place while it heals, right? Mm -hmm. And they remind me of like when you're eating corn on the cob. Those things, the things you put, you put on the either side. <laughs> right? That's really funny. Right? Yeah. A little oh, bit. That's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> right into the fingertip. Yeah. Oh man. I got a I got a splinter under my nail, like all the way down into like my <laughs> cuticle bed the other day. And I was comparing just, comparing was a like, severed I, finger yeah. to a splinter and it in was the cuticle. So painful, so I cannot even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Frankie, we got Zach Surgeon on the payroll now for the uh, get. F <laughs> Can't even say it. <laughs> for what? Say it. Get Frankie fingered. fingered. <laughs> yeah, he's. We got the doctor on the payroll for it. What do you mean? Just in case. You know. like, yeah, just in so case. So they can bring their prescription pad for me. <laughs> no, it's a good bit because he fixes fingers, so he he'll finger finger you very well. Ah, it's a really good bit, Jay. Really good bit. Strong That's bit. Right. Strong bit. We're gonna get them edit, on the show. We're gonna edit that one out. 
I would love to get. Why? Why would Why? we edit that out? Why? Give me fingered. Frankie felt that. <laughs> Frankie felt that. Fr- Frankie got fingered. <laughs> Full circle. Exactly. That'll be the that'll be the part two. Like get oh Frankie God. fingered. Guys, Frankie got fingered. Uh, we'll name the episode Frankie got fingered. Oh yeah, boy. That's amazing. Let's start with your uh, profile now. Yeah, I don't yeah. even have a hinge or a Tinder. My girlfriends want to set me one up, and I'm fucking terrified. Like, what's out Audi. there? What's out there in Hamilton? I don't know. <laughs> I gotta wait for that border to open. I'm gonna open it up to the states and see what sort yeah. of fucking fish I can catch. <laughs> yeah, going to Western New York, see what you get. Yeah, Buffalo, snag yeah. me, snag me a Buffalonian. <laughs> a Buffalonie. <laughs> but uh, any Jay, you ever had a bad injury? Uh, got smacked across the face with a concrete compactor. Ooh. And that one sucked. Bro- Concuss? Concussion? Bro- no, surprisingly. Uh, I was knocked out for sure, but I wasn't concussed. But my nose uh, my nose snapped pretty good. You also got in a pretty bad car accident. Got in a pretty bad car accident. I, uh, I lost control on black ice in Calgary. Damn. Calgary? Yeah. And I, Whereabouts? Uh, Do you remember the intersection? Yeah, it was actually, it was on the highway. So I was, I was going 100 and hit a patch of black ice. I was in a Ford Ranger. Shout out Ranger. Shout out Ranger. Yeah. And it's 110. <laughs> the highway's in yeah. Alberta, 110. Yeah. So, you know, I was being cautious. I was going slower than the speed limit. And, uh, yeah, slipped on black ice. I went from the slow lane to the fast lane, hit the median, and uh, rolled my truck. And, and the whole cab came down on me. Wow. Oh, Jesus. And uh, freaking walked away, man. Yeah, I was in Calgary, so there were still some people on the road. It's not like you were out in the fucking boonies in Alberta. Yeah, That's you, good. And you know what, though? Like, even even with all those people on the road, not one person stopped. Oh, they all had no, they got better things to do. To do. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. I'm, I'm just an inconvenience on the yeah. side of yeah, the road, right? So. You're, you're interrupting their trip to Jasper or Whistler, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's to, wild. They're trying to go snowboarding. But yeah, I had a I had a, like a back rack on my on my truck, a headache rack. Yeah. And literally that just acted like a roll cage for me and, and uh, saved you some serious injuries. Jeez. Yeah, big time. Big time. So, so take, and, take and obviously that stars. was a write off. Yeah, she was uh, she was done. So Jeez. Yeah, I, I've never uh, never even been in a car accident. Well, never God, been in a serious one, but yeah, knock on wood, that's for sure. Yeah. I know a lot of people who have. I always get paranoid when I'm riding in a car in the passenger seat and I've got like my feet up on the dash. I'm like, if we get into an accident, my knees are going right into my face. <laughs> yeah. I see people driving all the time, especially now with these with these temps we're having. How about the weather out there, guys? 25? <laughs> Twenty eight today, we hit our high. No, um, people driving on the highway, and they're in the driver's seat. They got their left leg out the window. Oh usually, my god! Usually passengers do that. Like that's okay, that's commonplace. Yeah. But this driver. guy was driving. This guy was driving. What a fucking with his foot dong. out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, I don't even. And it's know. and it was like he was like resting it on his rearview mirror. So it's like, man, what a cool guy. Yeah, what a blind spot. What a cool guy. Cool guy alert. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. No, I can't imagine. I know some people have been in some really serious accidents. Uh, I know I've got a family member who got hit by a moose, like a moose ran into them on the highway. Like, like they were in a car? They, they were, were just in walking. a car. This was like my dad's uncle. So this was like in the fucking 60s or something. And he was in a, Jeez. in a truck on a really rural road and a moose was coming through and just went smashing into his passenger side and the cops showed up and he got arrested for driving without shoes on. <laughs> Driving without shoes on. Yeah, he was driving without shoes on. What are you doing, you idiot? And he, like, his car was completely fucking totaled. Are those like open-toed? There's a moose hanging out of it. Like, its head is stuck. A moose knuckle, they call that. Yeah. Oh, no, that's something else. Yeah. Male camel toe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, though. Hitting a moose. Yeah. 
Yeah, fuck that. I when we were on a road trip, uh, when I was recently on a road trip through uh, Alberta, I kept saying, "I want to see a moose. I want to see a moose." And they were like, "No, no, you don't. Absolutely, no, you don't. See it from a distance, not yeah. up close." There were tons of baby uh, dead calves, like moose calves, on the side of the road in uh, Saskatchewan on the highway, which uh, was pretty sobering because they were definitely hit by cars and then left there. But uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the didn't see the one carcass. with a big rack on him. <laughs> it would have had back problems. A moose with a big rack, they would have back problems <laughs> holding up that rack, right? Um, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. No, that's uh, mo- yeah, moose are yeah, they're so big, right? On their not even on their hind, just like compared to a deer, like because I I had a colleague years ago. He he was on a motorcycle in Muskoka, and he hit a he hit a moose on a motorcycle. He was Jeez. on a Kawasaki Fuck. going like going like a hundred he's still alive yeah so he he went under the moose right Damn. the moose is yeah. so the moose's legs yep, are so yep, long yep. but then he clipped he clipped the leg or clipped it and then rolled his bike and then went across the asphalt and into the gully and yeah, yeah. surprisingly wasn't even like paralyzed like if you're he, in an 18 wheeler obviously like you'll just fucking take it out but yeah. if you're in like a truck like if you're in like a a ram or a ford F- f-150 or whatever it'll it'll like if you hit that moose right it'll probably come through your windshield yeah the impact zone is right yeah, yeah, yeah. right there in your windshield so you want to avoid that for sure in a smaller car they might just go straight over you yeah if you're but... in like if you're in like a honda fit or like a fiat yeah. <laughs> a smart car smart car <laughs> I don't think the smart, car. I don't think smart get, cars an, are allowed in Alberta. Yeah, if you get a smart car. You'll get beaten up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you, you're ignorant if you have a smart car in Alberta. Yeah. I knew a guy in high school who was like a really big motherfucker, and he used to say, yeah, I can tip a smart car. And somebody told me that they saw he'd get drunk and he'd go out smart car tipping. And I was like, I don't know about that. He but. can tip a smart car. I bet you he couldn't tip a cow. Apparently cows are hard to tip. Yeah, they'll fucking run away from you. For sure. <laughs> Tipping um, smart cars. Tipping you think smart he, cars. Do you think he puts that Fuck, on the resume? Are, people are assholes in fucking high school. Yeah. Wonder. Do you ever do you keep t- in touch with him? Wonder what he's doing. No, now. no, he's probably in jail. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, no. He'd Never. probably be a good customer at a bar because he tips a lot of things. You think he would tip oh, the servers? Good better. one. Good one. Probably takes a lot to get him drunk. He's that big. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, got an aggressive streak though. It sounds like, <laughs> but yeah, um, shout out, obviously guys, shout out to our sponsor, Dejado. They, uh, actually it's exciting for them. They just released their tequila in the LCBO this week. I Woo! Think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe it's forty nine ninety five or something like that. Yeah. forty nine ninety five. Uh, I know that they've been working on it for a long time, so that's a huge congratulations. It's tequila Blanco. It's Blanco. Yeah. Blanco, tequila yeah. Blanco. What, what does that mean? I don't. Is that mean white tequila? Yeah, blanco translates into white. Compared to uh, a uh, silver or a, a reposado or an anejo, which is more like of an aged. Uh, there's different processes of it. Um, gotcha. Yeah, but no. Yeah, go guys, go buy that. Go buy that. It's the best. My favorite tequila. Um, I personally haven't tried it yet. I'm dying to try it. Yeah. Uh, I know that it's 100%. I believe it's 100% agave. We might have to take that out if it's not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, really great product. I know that it's made in uh, Mexico. And, uh, yeah, in, uh, in Jalisco, uh, Jalisco. Jalisco? Yeah. Jalisco. 
Is so is Mexico the only place with the agave? Can you make tequila tequila anywhere else? It's a very good question. I'm going to assume that the blue Weber agave agave, which is what uh, most tequilas are made out of, it's most common. Uh, which is actually in, endangered and is going extinct, which is why tequila prices are on the rise. Because there's a supply issue. Um, yeah. Uh, I know that the, the Dejado tequila is made out of 100% blue, uh, pure blue Weber agave. Yeah. Any other questions? <laughs> no, yeah. No, I'm just, I uh, wanted to shout them out. That's, a, that's exciting stuff for them. Very exciting. Yeah. Can't wait to get my hands on some. Um... It's a really great product, and the guys making it are really great guys. So it's nice to uh, to be able to support that for sure. Yeah, people helping people, right? Mm-hmm. It's powerful stuff. Yeah, don't have a lot of uh, of Canadians or represented tequilas, so yeah, they're just fucking a, fucking a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any any closing thoughts here? Wanted to wrap this up. I don't know, man. I feel like I'm not at my funniest today. Or, or most aggressive. <laughs> Last time yeah, I was on the show, I was nine people, drinks deep. And people will like that. They, they like tame Frankie. You know? like it's tame, a good change of pace. So? Oh, yeah? You think so? It's a good change yeah. of pace, yeah. Fuck, all right. Give me a sedative next time. <laughs> uh, closing thoughts. No, I mean, hopefully we can uh, get some more of this great warm weather. And hopefully we can lift that on June 2nd. That, yeah, get, uh, get, the patio, get the patios open, please. Get the patios open would be great. And, and being able to to um yeah see some loved ones and uh i've got my second vaccination date coming up uh in august so really looking forward to that yeah hopefully everybody i know that people are really behind in toronto on vaccinations so hopefully we can get forward with that i'm the only one in my family other than my grandmother who's been vaccinated so it seems like they have uh they have the amount they're getting enough vaccines into they're just distributing them to the people i guess yeah they're really shit in the bed there yeah but hey yeah, uh, governments never work fast like that. But uh, we'll uh, we'll yeah we'll get people their shots and then we can get back to get back to having fun spitting on each other. Yeah, spitting on yeah, each other. Yeah, doctor recommended. Spit on it. Yeah. yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. Fuck. But no, yeah. I uh, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. I had. I like. Uh, I like the direction of the of the prickly right now. The cactus is growing in front of my eyes. Good. Literally and figuratively, and that's that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, you mean the cactus on the table in front of us is also growing? Yeah. Yeah. It's got some uh, fresh buds on it. It's a grower, not a shower, right? <laughs> it's a little bit of both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Oh, a little oh. spicy. Uh, if there's a Venn diagram, it would be in the middle of the Venn diagram. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for stopping by, guys, as always. Love to be here. It's an Everything Hurts production at Prickly Cactus Podcast on Instagram, at Everything HC Studio on Instagram. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. Ciao for now. Time.